0: you right, it's the legal lens with Angela Reddock. Right, KBLA Talk 1580, every Saturday, 11 a.m. baby. Bringing lights to law here to educate, engage, and empower you all. Leading attorneys, policy makers, no faking history in the making. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go it's time for the legal lens show come on let's go it's time for the legal lens it's time for the legal lens go 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 Good morning and happy weekend, KBLA Talk 1580 listeners. This is the third weekend, can you believe it, of May 2022? And what an amazing spring day. And we are right on the hills of summer. And I have to tell you, I am so excited about this summer. Just to have some a chance to get outdoors, to get some exercise in, to kind of reconnect with people. Although we're still you know, experiencing, unfortunately, this pandemic. But I'm excited about summer 2022 and all that it's um, scheduled to bring and hope to bring. And I hope you are as well. You are listening to The Legal Lens Show with Anselm. Angela Reddock Wright, where we bring law to light each Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we are broadcasting to you live from Lamert Park, USA, part of the famous Crenshaw District of Los Angeles. You know I love this place. I speak about it on the show every week. You're probably tired of hearing me say it, but if you have not been to the Lamert Le- Park or the Crenshaw area ever, you definitely have to come. It's a great place, great energy. And if you haven't been here in a while, you have to come. Um, some great things are happening here in the Crenshaw District and you don't want to miss out. This is yours truly Angela Redock Wright and I'm so honored to host the show and to come to you each Saturday with the latest topics and trends on the law and policy issues that impact you. And I have to thank you so much for tuning in. We have some regular listeners. I appreciate you. We're constantly gaining new listeners. I appreciate you. And I'm just asking you to help spread the word and to follow us daily and weekly on Instagram and Facebook at I am Angela Redock Wright, where you have a chance to hear about our latest show that's coming up. And we do a lot of post-show follow-up and you have a chance to learn about our guests from week to week. And most importantly, you have a chance to weigh in on what we're talking about and the issues and what you want to hear about. And many of you have written to us privately and said, I want to show on this topic or at this topic. So trust me, we're putting those shows together and um, we exist to bring to you issues that are important to you. And so we never want to get um, out of touch with our listeners and just do shows just for the sake of doing them. We want to do shows that matter to you and that are important to you. And I'd like to thank J Star who wrote our our legal lens jingle. Um, I love that jingle; it always gets us going. You can follow her on J Star Music if you'd like to learn more about what she's doing. And today, um, this month of May um, has been a month of, of great celebrations and observations um, of people who make a difference every day. We kicked off the month observing uh, May Day, which is a celebration of workers from around the world. And we brought in some union and labor leaders to talk about some of the current issues in the union and labor movement. Um, we followed that show the second weekend in May with a celebration of mothers. Of course, you know, it's Mother's Day and we can't let the the weekend or the day go by without honoring and acknowledging our mothers who by the way come in all forms of course there are biological mothers but there are mothers who um who, who haven't birthed kids but um serve as bonus mothers godmothers um grandmothers who are raising their grandchildren we just applaud mothers across the board um, if you are someone who is mentoring are serving as light to a young person or a child, you are mother in spirit. And so we honored mothers by talking about birthing and equity issues related to black mothers and other women of color. So I'd like to thank our guest from that show it was a great show. And today and this weekend we honor nurses. Um, It's Nurses Appreciation Week, and we wanted to do a show um, specifically honoring nurses and talking about some of the policy and advocacy issues related to nurses because nurses have been, among others, have been on the front lines during this pandemic, and we certainly could not have and cannot continue to survive this pandemic and other health issues in our communities without the nurses that support us that service us in our healthcare facilities every day. So, I as we're celebrating different days this month. I wanted to make sure we took some time to celebrate and to honor nurses and to help us with that discussion. We have three amazing guests today. One is Mona Clayton, who's a very good friend of mine. Um, She is the CEO and the founder of the Nurses Pub nonprofit organization. And you're going to hear from her in just a few moments. And joining her is Tiara Norman, who is an RN and a department administrator for the ICU unit, ICU unit at Kaiser West LA. And then joining us in our last half an hour, we have Dr. Mar- Martha Dawson, who is the president of the National Black Nurses Association. These women represent all that is good about nursing in the healthcare profession and are on the front lines making a difference every day. So I'm so happy to have them here and want to invite you to kick back to Grab your coffee, grab your tea, go for your walk and listen to our show and give us a call if you've had a great experience with the nurse or if you want to applaud nurses or provide some insights on our topics today. Give us a call on our KBLA Talk power lines at 1-800-920-1580. And call a friend. Tell your friends to listen um, on their 1580 AM dial if they still are listening to radio or if you want to take us on the road, download the app, the KBLA 1580 app. And, of course, this is what I do at home when I'm listening to other KBLA hosts. I just tell Alexa, who I have, you know, connected to tune in there's an app called tune in i say alexa play kbla 1580 and she brings it up right away and i enjoy listening to alexa throughout my house so you too can do that so stay tuned we have a lot to talk about we are celebrating nurses we're appreciating nurses and we have three great guests to help us with that conversation as we come forward you are listening to kbla talk 1580 and guess what folks we have a lot to talk about
1: more of Legal Lens with Angela reddick Bright, Helping you see legal issues more clearly when we come forward.
0: You're tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. This is Legal Lens with Angela Redock-Wright. And yes, it's yours truly, Angela Redock-Wright. And you were just listening to Al Jarreau, Morning. And um, playing Al Jarreau today, or played that song, because this week uh, we celebrated Al Jarreau's birthday. He was born May 12, 1940. And a shout out to Stevie Wonder, who was also born this week, at uh, May 13, 1950. And Raphael Sadiq, May 14. 1966 and also this week in history May 10th 1994 Nelson Mandela was inaugurated as the first democratically elected state president of South Africa rest in peace Nelson Mandela you left such a great legacy with us and we just pay tribute to you your memory always today we are uh, have a great show we're talking about nurses and policy issues and advocacy issues related to nurses um, in of Nurses Appreciation Week and we have three great nurses and administrators and leaders that are joining us today. Mm-hmm. One is Mona Clayton, the other is Tiara Norman, and the other joining us in our second half and a half hour is Dr. Martha Dawson. Nikki from Atlanta, I see you on the line, and we're going to bring you on in, in just a moment for your comments, so please hang in there with us. Let me just introduce our guest. Mona Clayton, she is the CEO and the founder of the Nurses Pub nonprofit organization. She was a single parent during nursing school, and she felt the need to give back to help others with challenges that they were faced with while embarking on a nursing career. This led her to found her own nonprofit in 2018, called Nurses Pub Nonprofit Organization, which aims to recruit 100,000 single mothers to the profession of nursing and the development of the Nurses Pub Nonprofit System. Um, she, of course, has many awards and accolades, and is graduate of great universities. has her master's in nursing education from Grand Canyon University, along with educa- other educational. She's an author. Uh, she's a speaker and she's very passionate about the field of nursing. Good morning, Nona. How, Mona. How are you?
2: Good morning, Angela.
0: Thank you. Look beautiful. And thank you for joining us here in studio and joining us in this first half hour as well. We have um, nurse Tiara Norman. Um, both she and Mona are RNs. Um, good morning, Tiara. Are you on the line? Yes,
3: I am. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, everyone.
0: Good to hear your voice. Thank you so much for joining us. Nurse Norman is um, the department administrator for the ICU department at Kaiser West LA. And for those of us listening, uh, those listening from around the country, Kaiser is one of the top healthcare providers in California. And I believe they are rapidly expanding around the country. And Tierra will be able to tell us more about that. But she's the department administrator for the ICU department in West Los Angeles. Um, she has been with Kaiser since 2007, over about 14 years, and has worked in the critical care unit at as a telemetry, or did I say that correctly? Telemetry staff nurse, critical care staff nurse, and clinical manager educator. Um, She also earned her BA degree at Western Governors University. She was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, and through her work as a nurse and as a leader at Kaiser, um, enjoys serving the community where she was raised. Thank you, Tiara, for being here. And so let's what get, I'll introduce Dr. Dawson, um, just, um, when she joins us in the second half hour, but let's get our conversation going with Nurse Mona and Nurse Tiara. Uh, Mona, tell us a little bit about, uh, give us a little more insight as to how you became a nurse and your path to starting the nonprofit that you have, um, Nurses Pub.
2: Yes, Angela. I've had a very interesting path towards becoming a registered nurse. Growing up in South Central, I was advised to become a, quote, good secretary, despite my 3.9 GPA in science and math. Uh, Without guidance, my mom said, hey, why don't you go out of state and pursue pharmacy? They make good money and all you have to do is put pills in a bottle. So I enrolled in the pharmacy school and was accepted, but quickly found out that I was not given the equipment to succeed, nor was I ready for cultural diversity. So basically, I was in cultural shock and ended up back here in South Central Los Angeles pursuing several avenues of education, such as computer science. I took on business law, (laughs) journalism. Uh, So I was introduced to the Martin Luther King emergency trauma area back then. Okay. And Martin Luther King, that you referred to the Martin Luther King Hospital?
0: Yes. And for our listeners, that's one of our Los Angeles County funded
2: hospitals. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And at that time, Martin Luther King Hospital was known as, quote, Killer King. But what I observed was a lot of people being saved, gunshot wounds, trauma victims. And I was just mesmerized with the nurses and the doctors and all of that. And I was like, wow, I want to do this. I had two mentors, uh, Nurse Kendra and Nurse Melody. Maybe they're listening. And they were very instrumental in showing me the perks of being a registered nurse. Now, at that time, I was a single mom, newly divorced, nine-year-old, and I'm like, I have to do something great to show my daughter what she can do, what she can be, what, what education means. And so I went back and received my degree in nursing from Southwest College and my other degrees from Grand Canyon and University of Phoenix. Uh, moving forward, that was 24 years ago. In 2018, again, I wanted to give back to what I saw needed in the mainly the community in which I started the 100,000 Future Nurses, in particular for single moms. And I started the Nurses Pub, the nonprofit in which we offer so many services for students, for single moms, for people in the community that need the uh, capital currency to succeed in education. And right now, I have a grant with the Heat Community Schools of a Los Angeles Unified School District where we are helping. All students that are interested in STEM professions, medical doctors, anesthesiologists, nurses, whatever, uh, we have a grant where we can help those students to become successful with our uh, program, the Nurses Pub. And so that's where I am now.
0: What an amazing story, Nurse Mona. And I definitely want to hear more. My understanding is that there's a need for many more nurses. And it sounds like your organization is a part of helping to you encourage others to get into the profession. So definitely want to get more insights from you as we continue our discussion. But let's bring um, Nurse Tiara into the discussion. Nurse Tiara, you're with Kaiser. And I forgot to say in your bio that you were the lead nurse administrator in the IC unit, ICC unit at Kaiser West L.A., during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that experience, according to your bio, renewed your purpose um, in your role as a caregiver. So definitely wanna get more insights about that. But tell us how you got into the profession and a little more about Kaiser for our listeners uh, from around the world who may not really know much about Kaiser.
3: Hi, good morning. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, I got into nursing, you know, at a very uh, young age. My mom's a nurse, and I've always admired that about her. And my mom's my best friend, and I always wanted to be like her. And she would always come home from her shift and speak about her experiences and all the different patients and doctors and nurses that she encountered. And I was always so amazed. That despite all the hectic and crazy things that are going on and occurring, my mom always found joy in what she did. And the reason why she found joy in that is because she had a genuine desire to, you know, to care for people and wanted to, you know, be a part of something good in their lives. And I always just wanted, I always keep that with me and remember that um, in my nursing practice.
0: That is beautiful. And yes, uh, continuing with the love for our moms from our show last week and, and today, you know, moms definitely make the world go round. And this is a great place before we continue our discussion to bring in our one of our top listeners, Nikki from Atlanta, who wants to in honor of nurses appreciation, wants to share an experience that she had related to her mom as her mom was transitioning. Nikki, are you on the line? Our engineer is bringing you in now. Nikki? Hello. Good morning, Nikki, or afternoon where you are. How are you today?
4: I'm great. I'm so honored to be a first-time caller, long-time listener. Thank Um, you, and we appreciate
0: you so much.
4: I was inspired to call in as soon as I heard the topic because um, I was blessed to have my mother um, with me until about four years ago. And she, unfortunately, had a lot of health issues, and we were in and out of the hospital quite a bit in the last 20 years. And I can attest to how critical the nursing profession is. Time and time and time again, we had the best nurses and just the care and compassion that we got from them. They're the backbone of the medical system, especially in a hospital situation. And when my mother was actually transitioning, there was an ICU... ICU nurse in Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta, Terry Corfos, that made all the difference for our experience. Um, She saw us as a family. She heard our concerns about our mother's care. And she, you know, intervened with doctors and even administrators to make sure that we were all treated with all of the care, compassion, and dignity that we needed in that moment. And I just, I, I, if I could do my life over again, I'd probably go into the nursing profession. I just have the utmost respect. So, Nurse Kira and Nurse Mona, thank you so much for all that you're doing. For so many people, they might not ever get a chance to, to share with you how you've impacted their lives. Uh, Terry Corfus impacted mine, and, and I will be forever grateful for you guys.
0: Thank you so much, Nikki, for thank sharing you. your story and for um, taking time out to to help us appreciate Um, the nurses in our lives, Um, often unsung heroes. And um, full disclosure, I know Nikki for many years, we went to college together and have met her mom that she's talking about. So we definitely love and miss Miss Pat. Thank you, Nikki, for sharing your story. So um, Nurse Tiara, building off of um, what Nikki said and, and the sentiments she shared, give us some insights about from your perspective, what makes a good nurse, and what do you think are some of the common misnomers people have about nurses and the nurses profession that are myths that you like to to use this call to clear up?
3: Well, you know, for me, there's a difference between a good nurse and a great nurse. A good nurse, you know, focuses on skills, a clinically skilled nurse, but a great nurse can marry that skill with compassion empathy and having that strong patient advocacy and that is something that uh, i'm very passionate about you know patients don't ask to be in the hospitals and their families you know have had difficult time especially over the past two years not being able to have access to their families while they're in the hospital during this pandemic And it was a common misconception that is something that the nurses, you know, were okay with, that we didn't want the families there. But we did because at Kaiser Permanente, you know, we really value the importance of patient and family and how they affect the patient care and the patient outcome. And we always welcome the families to also be that advocate for their loved ones while they're in the hospital.
0: Yes. And um, Nurse Mona, what would you say? uh, What makes a good nurse and what some of the common myth or two about nurses
2: or misnomers about nurses and the services they provide? Angela, that's an excellent question. My perspective of being an excellent nurse is a nurse that can identify all types of patients, meaning we need to transform into knowing that we are treating the patient. We're not treating the culture. We're not treating the, um, what the belief is, sexual orientation. We, An excellent nurse will have the innate ability to look at a patient and treat them as if that's your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother. Unfortunately, in the medical profession, there are some practitioners that are not able to do that. And I believe that as minorities, sometimes we don't get the adequate care because some of the providers are not able to identify to us. So that's why it's important to know the provider that is taking care of you.
0: Yes, and so, and clearly, you know, sort of the thing that's well known throughout the news in our communities is that nurses have been on the front lines throughout this pandemic. What have been some of the, the issues that, that nurses have, have faced um, in working with patients? Um, some statistics show that there's been an increase, for example, in violence toward nurses, both physical and verbal violence um, toward nurses. Uh, Nurse Tiara, can you give us any more insights about that and, and um, how you all are, are addressing those issues at Kaiser? Sure.
3: But, so, you, know, you know, verbal abuse and even physical violence by customers or visitors um, in external business settings have increased all over the world. Yes, and that's included. true. That's true. And, and at Kaiser, we're definitely committed to our promise of well-being, and we do that by providing a safe, secure, and respectful environment for all and we expect all individuals to demonstrate respectful behavior and are prepared to take appropriate measures to address abusive, disruptive or inappropriate or aggressive behavior but at the same time handling that with courtesy and respect and understanding that emotions run high especially in a healthcare
0: setting right and what are and at, at the heart of this, and this is Mental Health Awareness Month as well, are mental health issues going on with individuals, as you said, Nurse Tiara, just throughout the world, across industries. Um, how, how do you all encourage the nurses that work at Kaiser to get, you know, support from a mental health perspective? And, and what, kind of, what other ways are you all focusing on mental health as it relates to the nursing profession?
3: Well, the ongoing pandemic continues to weigh on our lives, and our organization um, has definitely made various resources available to our teams, um, including meditation apps like Calm or Headspace, and we also have internal support groups and forums, such as our employee assistance program and pet therapy, and we also have a rise and renew initiative, which is focused on improving the overall well-being of our workforce and fostering a culture of health while we continue to work through um, a pandemic. And this initiative offers resources such as themes, events, and evidence-based behaviors that prevent burnout and promote resilience amongst our staff.
0: Thank you, Nurse Tierra. We need to take a quick break um, just to hear a little news and traffic information. And we're going to continue our discussion and also bring in Dr. Martha Dawson, president of the National Black Nurses Association. Stay tuned as we come forward, continuing to honor and appreciate our nurses.
1: Thanks for spending some quality time with us and checking out the new weekend talk shows only on KBLA Talk, KBLA talk 1580. 1580.
0: tuned in to kbla talk 1580 this is legal lens with angela redock wright and that was stevie wonder with you are the sunshine of my life played that song for a couple of reasons today one because stevie wonder's birthday was this week so happy birthday stevie we love you and appreciate you for all the great music you've given us and also as a way of honoring and celebrating our nurses who we are appreciating today as a part of Nurse Appreciation Week, and who we are honoring. So, um, just before our break, we were talking with nurses Mona and nurses Tierra. And um, Nurse Tiara from Kaiser was just weighing in on this issue of mental health and uh, providing mental health support to our nurses and helping protect them against issues of violence with patients and and so forth. And Nurse Mona wanted to weigh in on that. She says that it speaks to the issue of of burnout and some of the the policy issues related to that um, sometimes have something to do with patient staffing issues or patient um, to staff or nurse racial Show is the issues and other issues. Uh, so, Nurse Mona, tell us a little bit about that. And on the line, we have Doctor Dawson, who'll be, I uh, will be bringing in right after these comments.
2: Thank you for that uh, introduction about the uh, burnout, Nurse Tierra. This is a very significant policy that needs changing in the nursing profession. It's been going on for a long time. Actually, I spoke with a nurse this week, a flight nurse who had, who just came off of a twenty-four hour work shift. Now you know that that must uh, make nurses very fatigued, they're burnt out and that um, helps to bring on a lot of medical errors, medication errors. Nursing care requires that our body is secreting cortisol hormone which is a stress hormone for 12 24 hours. So can you imagine? Nurses are sick. They're coming to work sick. They're coming to work fatigued, which is very detrimental to patient care. We have a high risk of making errors. And then there's the managers that are insisting they need a body to take care of these patients because of the patient ratio. Uh, And so nurses are working too many hours. They're coming to work sick, in particular with the COVID situation. Many uh, nurses were sick and still coming to work, which is uh, just unnecessary. That is definitely a policy that needs to be changed. Now with that, this um, patient-to-nurse ratio Another policy that looks that needs to be looked into is uh, requiring nurses to take care of too many patients. Uh, in a telemetry unit, we have one to four ratio that needs to be decreased to one to three. Four, what is
0: a telemetry unit?
2: A telemetry unit is a unit where uh, patients are being on a cardiac monitor. So, this could be your patient that has had a myocardial infarction or heart attack or post MI or somebody with um, uncontrolled diabetes that needs. Um, what's called acuity levels. Acuity levels are a numerical system that identifies the amount of nursing care that's needed for each patient. So, for example, if I'm your nurse and I have a patient that has, uh, is monitoring for uh, MI, uh, one that's diabetic on a drip, uh, one that's pretty good that doesn't need much care, and then maybe a fourth patient. Well, what if my patient in bed A uh, goes into an arrhythmia? I have to take away from that patient. And then I have the other patient as uh, requiring pain medications for one every hour. Can you imagine? So we have to manage those acuity levels, and sometimes they're not accurate. And that puts the nurse at risk for medication errors and all types of errors right. uh, during a 12-hour
0: shift. And we saw in the news this week where one nurse who was, by all accounts, was an amazing nurse, but made a mistake and gave a patient the wrong uh, medication. And she was tried criminally for that and, and received three years of probation. Let's go ahead and bring Dr. Uh, Martha Dawson into the conversation. Good morning, Dr. Dawson. Are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling in. You're calling in from, I know it's a central time zone. What time zone or what um, state are you in?
1: I'm in the
0: state of Alabama. Oh, that's my home state, Birmingham, Alabama, girl. Here, so we'll we'll definitely have to connect more after the show. So, um, Dr. Um, Marson, let yes. me tell our um, listeners a little. Birmingham. Oh, yes. Okay, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. You are Dr. Martha Dawson, the president of the National Black Nurses Association. You have worked in academia, medical centers, community hospitals, and academia, obviously, and um. You you're the 13th president of the National Black Nurses Association, which represents the voice of over 308,000 African American and other nurses of different races and ethnicities. You are well credentialed. You've received so many awards. You're an author, you're a speaker, and we are honored to have you on the show today. So, Nurse Do- uh, Dr. Dawson, from hearing the conversation um, with our two other nurses, um, what would you, as a representative of, of the um, National Nurses Black Nurses Association, what would you say are some of the top policy issues um, or critical issues facing nurses in this time?
1: Okay, I think there's several. So I'm going to start with uh, the one that is closest to my heart at this time, and that is the lack of diversity within the nursing profession. And so when you look at the fact that uh, – we have close to 4 million nurses, and I'm speaking primarily now of the RN population because then we have uh, about a million of more nurses. that They are classified as licensed practical nurses in some states and licensed vocational nurses in other states. But just to make this simplistic, I'm going to focus on the RN population. Okay. And so when you look at the RN population, about four. Uh, million nurses in the United States. So only about, depending on the, the source that you look at, we're probably going to have somewhere between maybe 19 to 23% of those are non-white nurses, meaning representing those ethnicities and races, such as, uh, Filipino nurses, Asians, Native Americans, Hispanics, as well as, uh, African Americans and black nurses.
0: And what's the so significance
1: I think one of that? We just need to really focus. Oh, go ahead. I'll just say,
0: you know, we understand diversity just as being a good thing. But how? What's the significance of having diversity within the nursing profession?
1: The significance it is that, it, it, you know, we're all as nurses going to take care of patients and try to do the best that we can. But we have to be aware of the fact that we each come with our own cultural identities. And issues, and uh, and and when I say issues, I mean things such as maybe my my educational level may be different, or I may also want to rely on some of my own uh, medical practices that is unique to my ethnicity. Uh, So. Let's take, for example, some Native Americans, they have certain practices that they want to integrate with modern medicine. The same as if I look at individuals that are migrating here from Africa and other, you know, uh, countries, the same thing is true also when you look in the Asian population. And, and so understanding the background of those individuals is crucial. You will hear people talking about culturally competent care.
5: Mm. But i
1: like to speak about, culturally congruent
5: care.
1: Mm. Uh, So if I'm working with an elderly African-American person, I need to make sure I understand if they're a faith-based person, how does that faith also influence their practice of health and medicine? Yes. And how do I bring those two cultures together to benefit the patient? So we really need those uh, individuals that look like us live in the same place as we live. They wish it like us. They have an understanding of who we are. And so that's why diversity is important.
0: Yes. And now,
1: listening oh, to your, your ahead, previous speaker,
5: mm-hmm.
1: and, and they were talking about ratios, and, and they were talking about uh, the hours that nurses are working. So I want to put out another stat, and I'm just going to say I do not disagree with your speakers. Okay. Uh, that they was are Nurse Mona. That when mm-hmm. you that when you're looking at nursing ratios in the ICUs, nurses would usually have one to one or one to two patients. When you're talking about step down areas, again, depending on whether you're at an academic medical center or maybe at a larger size community hospital or maybe. Uh, even a community hospital that is small size and the patients are not that sick because they may be moved to another more acute facility, uh, a trauma center, if they are really sick.
0: Dr. Dawson, let me pause you there. We just have to take a quick break, and we'll continue our discussion talking about ratios and bring Nurse Mona and Nurse Tierra into that discussion as well as about diversity in the profession. Stay tuned, and we see you, Kendra Bell. We want to get your quick comments at the top of our next, uh, following our
1: next break more of legal lens with angela reddick right helping you see legal issues more clearly when we come forward
0: And that is Otis Redding with the song, I Want to Thank You, as a part of appreciating and honoring our nurses today, we thank you. Um, we're on the line with Dr. Dawson, who represents um, over 300,000 nurses through, through the um, National Association of Black Nurses, or the National Black Nurses Association. Dr. Na- Dawson, you were just talking about patient ratios and um, rounding out that conversation. Um, why don't you go ahead and finish?
1: Okay, yes. I just wanted to point out as it relates to the ratios that were stated by the previous speakers, those are correct. But what we have to understand as a society and a profession is that we are not going to meet those ratios. And I know there are probably some people out there saying, what? No, we're not. Because it is projected that by the year of 2030, which is just barely eight years away, in the United States, we're going to meet another 1.3 million nurses.
0: Wow. Wow. And Nurse Mona, I know your organization is about recruiting at least 100,000 of those nurses.
2: Absolutely. How are you going about doing that? Absolutely, uh, Angela. We actually have reached worldwide. We have attracted students in Ghana and uh, Africa as well through social media. So we've been doing that in addition to the other programs that we're hosting. We're trying to uh, pull students from high school, starting in high school on up, people that are transitioning to other uh, professions. Uh, we're just doing that with our seminars, our workshops and with social media. Yes, and Nurse Tiara, did
0: you want to comment at all on this issue of needing more diversity in the profession and or the issue related to patient rate ratios um, as it connects to nurse burnout and, and other factors? Sure,
3: definitely nurse ratios are a hot-button topic, especially um, during the uh, pandemic. And, you know, we do follow the Department of Health ratio, which is the minimum state ratio, as mentioned before, ICU 1 to 2, our uh, step-down units 1 to 3, telemetry units 1 to 4. But we also observe what we call KP ratios, which is one less than what the Department of Health requires. And we do that and we push for that. For example, the telemetry units carry 1 to 3 patients instead of 1 to 4 and we do that because we recognize as an organization the importance that the, of nurses being able to have the time to focus on giving that patient excellent and quality care. And they can only do that if their acuity levels are not so high during their shift.
0: Yes, great insights, ladies. And I'm just going to say right now, we never have enough time for our topics and certainly not enough time for this one. But we And this last part of our segment, I'd like to um, bring in Kendra Bell, who's on the line. Kendra, you have about 30 seconds to help us close out this segment, and then I'm going to come back to the ladies for our last segment and ask each of you in... 45 seconds or so to share any um, last insights that you have for our listeners. So, Kendra Bell, how are you this morning? I'm good, and I hope everyone can hear me. We can. And, you, by the way, you're from Los Angeles. Thank you for calling.
5: Yes, and uh, I'm uh, one of Mona's mentors. So uh, I'd like to congratulate not only Mona but the nurses on the panel, you know, and hopefully they had an excellent Happy Nurses Week. But uh I kind of wanted to, you know, and I just wanted to let Mona know she's doing excellent. She's doing a phenomenal job. And when you're a mentor, it's very good that your mentees kind of succeed what you're doing. But I'm currently a nurse manager for L.A. County Health Department. But I was nice ICU nurse, and I did let Mona come in and see a lot of the things we were doing, which really, you know, shaped her vision of, you know, what nursing really is. And as far as patient ratios, it's like, Say, for instance, it kind of depends on the setting you're in because, you know, I've been with the county my entire career. You know, when you're in a county facility, the patients are at a more lower uh, socioeconomic status and they're going to have more comorbidities, you know, more things that are wrong with them. So your your, your ratio is going to be very high as if I go to a hospital maybe in um, maybe Beverly Hills where they're not really that sick. So the ratio kind of with me depends on Where you are, you know, what type of facility you're in, because, you know, if you have the advocacy and the policy in place at, you know, a lot of major hospitals, that that ratio is good, but when you're in like a county facility and the patients are sicker, you know, what can you do?
0: Thank you, Kendra Bell. These are great insights, and I'm so sorry to to cut you off, but thank you to you and your colleagues in the L.A. County system for being on the front lines and all the nurses who work in public hospitals around the country and the world. Stay tuned. We're going to close out our our conversation celebrating nurses and the work that they do and supporting us um, and our families. Stay tuned. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.
1: You're listening to the all new weekend lineup of enlightening, encouraging, and empowering talk
5: shows exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. about.
4: I just want to say that I'm thankful.
0: That is. Ashanti with her song, Thank You. And we certainly thank our nurses for all that they do to take care of us and our families every day. We're closing out our conversation in honor of Nurses Appreciation Week with three dynamic ladies. They've gotten a great conversation started, and we don't have time to finish it, but I'm going to give each of them about 30 seconds to share some uh, closing words and promise to bring them back so we can continue and delve into some of the other issues that nurses face. Let's start with Dr. Martha Dodd. Thank you for calling in from my home state of Alabama. Dr. Dawson, any um, closing words that you have um, to just to close out our conversation for today?
1: Oops. I can. Oh, there, I Dr. We Dawson, need more go, n- go ahead. We need more nurses. Yes. And to achieve those numbers, we have to start introducing children in the third through the sixth grade in elementary school to this profession. Yes. The National Black Nursing Association has started the mini nurse academy going into elementary schools to do just that. Number two, we cannot solve this nursing shortage by migrating nurses from other countries. We have to grow our own in the United States, which means we have to pivot in our education program to make sure that nurses can get admitted to these schools and they can graduate on time. So we really have to put our resources and energy within the United States because when we bring nurses from other countries, then we're leaving those countries short because worldwide we're going to need about six more million nurses. So the 1.3 million I mentioned for the United States, when you look at it worldwide, we're going to need even more. So I think we have to bring educators together and solve the problem.
0: Yes, Dr. Dawson, what great Uh insights. Thank you so much for calling in and we'll definitely have you back on the show. Um, Nurse Norman, any closing words that you have in about 30 seconds? Yeah, so
3: just want people to understand that nurses, we are on their side and that we're definitely doing everything that we can to save lives and keep people healthy and that we're very much still feeling the impacts of COVID-19 The urgency may have dwindled a bit, but we still need people to continue safe practices, such as hand hygiene, masking up when needed, and believing in the science. And lastly, just take a second to thank a nurse in your life for their personal sacrifices to this profession, and be kind to others, because kindness does go a long way.
0: I love it, Nurse Tiara. Thank you so much for calling in. And Nurse uh, Mona, close us out. 30 seconds.
2: Yes, I just want to thank you, Angela, for having me on this amazing platform. And I think what we need to do is increase our mentorship uh, with uh, organizations like myself, the nursespub.org, www.thenursespub.org. The hospitals need to be responsible for the staffing and the ratio, and I would like to encourage individuals in the community to research their providers and pick the best provider, the one that can uh, identify with you and give you the best care.
0: Thank you, Nurse Mona. We have had three amazing nurses and leaders in this community on today. Nurse Mona Clayton with the Nurses Pub, Dr. Martha Dawson, President of the National Black Nurses Association, and Nurse Tierra Norman, who is the Department Administrator for ICU at Kaiser West LA. Thank you, ladies. You've started a great discussion and we have to have you back. Thank you to all our nurses out there and for our callers and for being on the front lines and for all you do. Next up, we have Cynthia Brooks with Urban Wellness Now. And next week, we're celebrating teachers and we'll have a discussion with one of the leaders of um, our. Los Angeles Union for Teachers as well as a Top Teacher of the Year helping us to dissect some of the policies and issues associated with teachers. So thank you for listening to KBLA Talk 1580 Legal Lens with Angela. It's been amazing having this conversation with you. I'm wishing you an awesome weekend. Make sure you take time to refresh and to renew and to s- spend some time with those that you love. And in closing, in honor of our teachers, actually from our former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger in the term he said teachers and nurses get the best seats in heaven so i certainly agree with that applauding teacher nurses today looking forward to applauding teachers next week and thanking them for all that they do for all of us have a great weekend folks and thanks for listening to legal lens with angela Reddock Wright. we're signing off